This is Sideline Discourse. I'm Josh, and with me is Edward. This episode is week three. Can upsets happen this early? Or really, three games in? Should we be on the lookout for upsets? For the first half, we cover another week of football, and in the second half, we preview what next week's games have in store. Week three had only five out of the 16 games that ended up having a point differential over one score. One of those games had a six-point difference until a final second touchdown. So far, there have been a ton of close games, with only a few teams separating themselves from the rest of the pack. There were a ton of close games, and many of the games didn't end the way we expected. This week really sent our predictions through a loop. We have five teams that were winless, and all but one got their first win. Also, last week we talked about the undefeated teams, and there are still a few left. We're going to find out who they are as we review this week. These first five games were blowouts. Half of them went the way I expected, but there were still some surprises. The first game we're going to talk about is uh, the Ravens versus Pats. We, both Josh and I, got this one right. Um, Really what I'm seeing here is Lamar's hot start uh, continues, and uh, Devontae Parker's big game just wasn't enough to close this one out for the Pats. Um, How do you feel about this one, Josh? I mean, I know you keep bringing it up and bringing it up, Josh Allen MVP, but can we talk about Lamar Jackson possibly making an MVP run? I mean, uh, another 218 through the air and 107 on the ground. I mean, he has 12 touchdowns between passing and rushing this year in three games. He's a monster right now. Yep, and I would I would say like normally with a dominant QB, like if it was just a like a a non-rushing QB like him or Michael Vick, you you kind of want to see more than 218 yards in a game, but this could be his down game with that. But then he also like he has four touchdowns, one interception. That's that's really amazing. But then he also puts up a uh, 100 107 yards rushing with on 11 carries. So yeah, he he definitely is um He's definitely in the hunt for like early MVP candidate. Like he's doing what he needs to do to get his his team winning. Um, I guess the only thing I'm sort of would be concerned about with the Ravens is really their we'll just face it their RB two, which you know obviously Lamar Jackson's their RB one. Like who's going to be that second um, rusher to really help them uh, keep up the rushing attack in case someone shuts down Lamar Jackson? And can anyone shut down Lamar Jackson will be the question going forward for sure. I mean, you're going to have to establish a running game outside of him. I think Mm -hmm. him running this much is just putting him at at risk of hurting himself. Like, he can't rush 100 100 plus yards every game. And then, like, he's your QB. Like, you you can't risk hurting him. And he was sacked four times in 12 QB, like, hits. Yeah. so yeah, it's he's going to be taking a licking um in the pocket or out of the pocket. Uh we'll, we'll briefly go over to Mac Jones like his yardage looks good, 300 and, you know, 21 yards, only, you know, didn't complete a, like 10 passes, but three of those were interceptions, so that really kind of hurt him there. And then he did get hurt. It looks like he's going to be missing a significant time. So that's probably going to affect the Pats outlook, you know, over the next couple weeks for sure. Yeah, for sure. It, it just it really stinks to see that stat line because those three interceptions not entirely his fault. 
Yep. I, I mean, we see that with with stats a lot of times. And maybe we need to, to get away from the whole, oh, there's interception. It was against the QB. A lot of, I mean, how many bobbled passes have you seen? Or like, oh, they yeah, dropped I it. Think, like, I think they brought that up. The the broadcasters on the, the first game of the year, Rams versus Buffaloes, where Stafford threw like a, like, not my fault sort of deal. And it really wasn't even the wide receiver's fault. Like that defender was just there and it just slipped through the defender and boom, the, the did I say defender? The wide receiver and yeah. boom, it just slipped right into the defender's hands. Yep. So yeah. I mean, it, it happens. It's it happens. Just... That's why, like, I don't normally like that's what I'm saying like Lamar Jackson threw an interception like okay was like was it his fault? Yeah, so like there there's times where you like going 0 and 3, like no touchdowns to three interceptions looks kind of bad, but like he had the yardage like um you could there's always caveats to it and and sometimes it's hard sure. to ju- judge how someone does just based off their stat lines. Yeah. Um, but they had a pretty decent rushing attack too, but like Devonte Parker just blew up this game. He did. I will and say I'm, he I'm only glad. did, he only did catch half his targets though, but they were big catches and sometimes that's all you need. I mean, it was working out for him. If only they had, uh, caught him in the end zone. I, I mean, mm-hmm. three rushing touchdowns was their, their attack. Yep. So, so. It's just it looks like the Ravens offense is just going pretty much ham for the first, you know, three games. We'll just have to see if that keeps on continuing. The Patriots have had a good defense this for the start of the year. It looks like their offense did pick it up. It, it like, okay, if you're gonna score three rushing touchdowns, like whatever. Like if your passing attack can get you down in the red zone and then you just run the ball in, that that is what it is. But as we're kind of seeing with a lot of games this year, and especially this this week. People are having trouble either finishing downs, like there's been a lot of punting, or just finishing like series and getting moving their way down the field. So this game yep. definitely had a lot of moving their way down the field. You can tell from the score, um, you know, over 60 points scored. So yeah, between the two teams. Yeah, I mean, pretty good total. But yeah, the next game, Bengals versus Jets. This is one that Ed and uh, Josh and I both got wrong. Um, I just didn't see the Bengals. I don't know. Maybe the Jets' magic last week against the Browns sort of influenced it a little bit. But Joe Burrow only gets sacked twice this game, and it lead. I, I really think that it led to a win. Like he he wasn't really pressured all that much, and he was able to do his thing. Like he he sort of had a good like three three touchdowns, zero interceptions. 275 yard passing, you know, a rating of 114.9. So he was efficient. Um, they had a average uh, rushing game, like 69 yards total. Like that's not bad, but um, they did what they needed to do to, you know, get the win. Um, Flacco showed a little bit of kind of, you know, a little crack in his, um, you know, game this year. He only zero t- zero TDs, two interceptions, had some good yardage, but like. He was airing it out fifty-two times. That that's a lot yeah. for um for Flacco to be airing it out. Only completed twenty-eight of fifty-two. That is, yep. whew, that is not efficient. <laughs> but he was also pressured a lot. So yep. I mean, yeah. What I think what I think four, that, four sacks and 30, 33 pressures. Like, gee, oh, did they yeah. did they even put an offensive line out there? Like, geez. Uh I don't think so. But like. But, when when you look at it, like maybe in those pressures, maybe they should have tried to run the ball a little bit more. They mm-hmm. only attempted twenty 
carries, which, okay, you look yep. at the Bengals, they only had 28, but like. They're a little bit more. They were, uh, they had a, their average was a little bit more. But then the one thing that also sticks out to me is Jamar Chase, like six receptions for 29 yards, targeted 10 times, and then he had one fumble loss. Like this was definitely not a, not a Jamar Chase game, that's for sure. Not a typical game, but no. I mean, you wouldn't think that against this Jets defense, uh, but they, they showed out and they shut down mm-hmm. that, that top receiver. And then the Bengals got their first first win of the year. Um, I guess we'll see in the yeah. second half. I guess we'll see in the second half of the show. Does does this does this start a win streak? Uh, that's what we're gonna have to see. Um, this this was a pretty big blowout. I didn't I didn't really see it as such. Like this is one of those games where like the Bengals weren't showing that they were the dominant team they were last year. And you know teams change from year to year. You can't really rely on years past. Um, but they pretty much had the same team and they supposedly improved their O-line. This is starting to show like, okay, their, their, their O-line kind of maybe shook the rust, rust off this game. But yeah, yeah, the next, the next games, Eagles versus commanders, you know, 24 Eagles, eight uh, commanders. Honestly, this was sort of a low scoring game for the Eagles so far. Like, but this is another game where Jalen's early MVP, MVP candidacy like leads yep. to a win. Um, you know, he has a good defense behind him, and uh, the commander's punter got a really good workout, and Carson Wentz just did not look good. I think I remember, like, messing you at one point in the game where he had, like, I think it was, like, through the first quarter, he had, like, 36 yards passing. Like, uh, I don't want to, like, I don't remember the exact thing. I don't want to say it was the first half. We'll go with first quarter. We'll be nice to him. But <laughs> nine nine sacks? He only averaged 4.9 per pass for 211 yards, no TDs, no interceptions. So really, like, not a stellar game on his side. So we'll just go over to Hertz. Like, Hertz only completed 22 out of 35, so that's not bad. That's not bad at all. 340 yards, three TDs, zero interceptions, and then he's having, a you know, nine rushes for 20 yards. So not a Lamar Jackson sort of thing, but, like, oof. He's getting those, and then you got Devonte Smith. You know, 169 yards receiving. AJ Brown had 85, so he's he's got his targets out there. I mean, he, when you look at it, I mean, Terry McLaurin, uh, McLaurin still picked up 100 yards there. Uh, I mean, that was pretty I, much I mean, the the main target for Wentz. So yeah, yeah. I think we may see the Commanders turn around when Brian Robinson finally gets back out there, yeah. because. Yep. Clearly, uh, they they drafted him because Gibson wasn't getting it done, and we see that. Uh, you and know. then you can you can see in different different teams, and we'll go over that um, in other games. But sometimes a good rushing attack can can help. A, I don't want to say a mediocre QB, but like not a superstar QB. And I don't I don't think once has ever been a superstar well, QB. I don't want to say mediocre because that sort of has like negative connotation. But like more sure. of the game, more of the game manager QB, and that's that's pretty much what he is, and and that's not a bad thing to call a QB because game managers can win it. Like sure, yeah. So, I mean, Tom Brady today, early in his career was a game manager. Oh yeah, uh, and he's still still that that field general, but he also is one of the top QBs. He has a but, he has a reputation behind him now for sure. Yeah, but before we move on to the next one, um. This wasn't a surprise to either of us. We both, we oh, both yeah, picked for the sure. Eagles for yep. this one. And I, I think it's going to be Eagles stay undefeated. I think it's going to be hard to sort of pick against against them unless they're it, up against one of those 
up against one of those teams where we Buffalo, like one Miami. of those one of those yeah one of those few teams that are sort of getting away from the pack because if if you like if you want to look at it there's a lot of two and one teams and one and two teams so it's it's been pretty even so far and uh we'll we'll move on to another another team that got their first win of the season and this is a uh, game number 4 this week Saints versus Panthers Panthers 22 Saints 14 um I picked this one correctly Josh just they he has a lot of faith in the Saints um I just sort of figured this would be a good one like I don't really have anything for or against the Saints I figured this was you know because I didn't really have any anything for or against the Saints I figured this would be a good game for Baker Mayfield to finally get his first win um jokingly put in the notes that this is Baker's statement game um <laughs> I wouldn't really say he he made too much of a statement he, like this was a game management game he got 170 yards he really hasn't went over 200 yards passing um this was uh, he, he hand the throw, ball yeah to, he didn't McCaffrey. he didn't throw an interception he only got sacked three times he did get pressured a good amount but you know he only didn't complete 13 of his passes so game management but then yeah you had Chris McCaffrey going 25 25 carries for 108 yards um so that's a pretty average like av- like average <laughs> 4.3 is kind of on the average side like upper average but yeah this is yeah, definitely right. an example like great great order we put this in this is an example where you have a and you know what I, I like i do like baker's personality and i have nothing against him but i would say game manager is probably sort of a stretch at this point because like you said he's he's not racking up the yards at this point really yeah, he's not and um this is going to be a one-dimensional team going forward if that if that stays the same if that stays then, true it's mccaffrey every game yeah that, i mean we've seen it that's what it was before and that's why he was out he was but if, if you're years. one of those if you're one of those like if you're one of those teams that want to you know move away from the pack or stay from being in the back of the pack <sighs> baker's gonna have to play better mm-hmm. and you know jamin Jameis winston mm-hmm. 353 yards passing yeah, um yeah but he but did he threw, it he threw typ- two, yeah he threw typical two winston yeah yep the thirty you know, thirty season. We will right? we ever be able to will, will we be able to shake off the thirty TDs, thirty interceptions? Right. Um, I mean, wasn't it more than that? I thought it was like fifty fifty almost. I mean, no, not quite God, fifty, but no. okay. I, I I thought it was like approaching fifty. No, I think it was exactly thirty thirty or like thirty two thirty. Um, I I, honestly, like I'm just gonna say it. I kind of expect more from Alvin Kamara. Like. I know, like, he, he was sort of, like, kind of hampered with injuries at the beginning of the season, but 15 carries for 61 yards, not too bad, but I always saw him as sort of, like, two receptions for 12 yards. I, I see him getting more than that, but then once again, like, Chris Olav and Traquan Smith getting over 100 yards passing, like, receiving, that's that's probably why. Main thing main thing is, is the Saints found... Well, they didn't find a way to win. They they spread the ball out, but somehow, like, just the Panthers' defense just shut them down getting into the red zone. Like, they didn't – it's kind of almost like the Colts, like, week one, where they didn't they didn't put up – like, they didn't convert these huge yards into scoring. Yeah. I mean, and I, I looked it up. Uh, it was Jameis Winston's last year in Tampa. It was 2019. It was 5,100 5, yards, 33 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. So, so, like, with my 32-30, I, mean, I was pretty close. Yeah, it was essentially the but same dang, thing, but, like, he 50, can't continue. 5,100 yards, and then you put up 30-30, and then they're just like, nah. Like, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it's you like, got Tom Brady coming in, but, yeah. So, well, 
Um, it's you can't throw thirty interceptions and yeah. expect to be the starter, and you know, unless you're Eli Manning and you win a Super Bowl. I mean, a little bit of a tangent question here. If Lamar Jackson does what he does and throws, say Lamar Jackson has that same Jamin Winston ear, but also with like 800, 900,000 yards rushing, does is it looked at differently? Like, can can you throw 30 interceptions, but also be basically a running back too? And a quarterback? I mean, yes, you can, yeah. because if you look at Winston's year, he only did 250 yard dressing. So if, yeah, Lamar keeps yep. it on the ground, say, every if he offsets his interceptions with his rushing touchdowns, sure. I mean, Here's, as long as those turnovers don't equate into points against him, I don't see why not. Yeah, and then, and, and obviously if it doesn't equate to losing. So, um... Yep. Yeah, I don't really think there's too much to too much else to say about this game. It's just the Panthers found a way to win. Like the New New Orleans, like their I, kicker just didn't make any field goals. So that's not like 0 for two. Like that that wouldn't have helped them. That would have you know made that like a two point game. This wouldn't have been in the blowout uh, area. But um, they still would have lost. Like, but yeah, they they got a was, lot of injuries to the. This was almost a comeback. If if Winston almost. hadn't thrown that interception in the end they they maybe could have maybe could have got to the end zone and scored maybe gone for two and got it i mean it could have been an overtime game but yeah i i mean there's not much else to say i i don't think baker and the the panthers won this game i mm. think winston and the saints lost this game yeah i, I, I think would, they, yeah. they found a way to lose i, I would say if, if you're baker and the panthers like you take the you take the win obviously you take the win but sure. you don't you don't look at it as like like you don't, it's not automatically like okay, they they've turned it around. Like no, they still have things to work out. And like I said last week, these ex these upcoming next like three to four weeks is where you either need to start figuring stuff out, or if a pattern like happens and you don't figure it out, like then the second half of the season just isn't going to be fun for you. Um, but yeah, going on to the next game, I don't know if. I want to talk about this game, but we will. <laughs> <laughs> Browns we can, versus we can make it short and sweet. Yeah, Browns versus Steelers. We both got this one wrong. Um, like I honestly yeah. did sort of the way the Browns have been playing this year. Like I did sort of see like, but with the way both teams were playing this year, I sort of saw this one as a toss up. But like, I, I hope my Steelers edge it out. And like, really, like at the be- the beginning of the game, like going into half, it was a pretty fifty fifty game. Like it was. You know, fourteen sure. to thirteen, Steelers were winning, and then they just sort of like they looked good in the first half. All the sort of things that I was kind of complaining about, whether on this podcast or with you guys, like they were they were making the smart decisions, the smart throws. Like the run game was doing pretty well. They were able to move the field down. Like they only had okay. So the first the first thing was four plays with a punt. So that's a three and out. They missed a field goal their second drive, but hey, at least they got in field goal range. Like they still only <laughs> moved, they only still only moved it sixteen yards, so they were pretty much already in field goal range. But then you know their next um, possession, they go seven plays seventy five yards. That's a rare thing we haven't seen from the Steelers this year. Um, and then they scored another touchdown, ten plays seventy five yards, back to back touchdowns. Like we're getting excited. I'm kind of going you like how the, how we're feeling through the through the through the game. And a half, four four plays, 25 yards. You only got 30 seconds, so yeah, that's fine. 
And then they come back in the second half of the qu- second half. They do 10 plays for 38 yards. So, okay, that's not a three and out, but they punt it. So it's like, ah, they gave up five minutes. That's not the worst thing. Like, okay, you ran down a lot of the clock. Like, you're ahead. So, like, kind of doing, like, a little bit of time management is fine. But then the Browns score a field goal. So, okay, we're behind. And then right after, like, the first time we're behind, we go three and out. Three, three plays, seven yards. Not fun. And then the Browns score a touchdown, and now we're like, oh, my God. So this kind of goes back to when, you know, last week against the Pats when we tried to put up a fourth quarter comeback, and now, you know, punt. The Browns punt. We punt. So three and out. We do another three and out. The Browns do a three and out. Okay, we do seven yard, seven plays for 63 yards. We get a field goal. Ah, that's frustrating. Now we got to sort of, like, really get the ball back. And then, you know, we get the ball back, but the Browns punt it. And then we only have a few seconds left, so it's like... And then they do a stoop. I don't know why teams do the laterals at the end of games. They do it. We we go for... Especially when you're on the two... The, the two-yard line! The two-yard line! Why are you doing the crazy laterals? And then we get a fumble touchdown. Like, And that's why this game is sort of our gap game um, between, like, the blowouts, because technically it is above... You know, I I call eight points one score because you can always get that two point conversions. It's above that. Like this is more than a one score game. It shouldn't have been. It should have been at least a six six point game. But yeah, let's let's kind of recap the 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 stats. So, Trubis- the Trubisky's not looking bad. Like eighty one rating. You know, like two hundred two hundred seven yards. Like not bad. But we saw in the other games we're like we're complimenting you know, Lamar Jackson for only getting like two eighteen ish. So he's kinda of around there, but he doesn't throw any touchdowns, no interceptions. Only gets sacked once. Only only I mean, three, that's only, good on the O line. Only three quarterback pressure. So I am no longer blaming this whole bull crap of like it's the O line's fault, which like sure last year it might have been. But wait, wait, you're not you're saying it's I'm, not the O line? I'm not blaming the O line anymore. All right, and good honestly, because like, it's not the O line. Yeah, no, no, and and even <laughs> I think even last week I was defending Mitch Trubisky. Like, okay, he's not an all star quarterback. He he is a game manager. the The offensive coordinator isn't giving him the plays to do all. Like, they're only going like short they're screens not, or yeah, out the, like out routes. Like, I saw a graphic last week, and I I want to I want to go over it again this week and see how they change this week. They are completely ignoring the middle of the field. Their offense is so predictable, and it's like I, I, I like I love gadget plays as much as the other guy, but like not your main focus. Like when you when you're doing screenplays or short passes, and you're either they're either getting blown up or maybe you do a one or two three yard pass. You're setting up for a long second down, setting up for a long third down, and then now you got like you can't run the ball. Um, and now they know, like, oh, they got a pass, like, and they're ignoring the middle of the field. So it's going to be an easy, like, three and out. You know what's uh, even more frustrating? I know you're setting up, like, okay, you're setting up a long second down, a long third down, and a fourth down, you have to punt. But, like, what's even more frustrating, even when they're at, like, third and long, like, third and nine, they still go for that short pass. Yep. No, yeah, no, I'll see that. Like, uh, I'll see that all the time. Like, they'll, they'll either, they, I don't know, like, maybe this OC is just in the, 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 the church or cult of yards after the catch. And that's why, this, like, mm. that's why, like, okay, like, I, I think no matter if you put Pickett or Trubisky in, I, I think, I think it's right now, I think it's better to have a quarterback in there 
that is able to deal with the pressure and sort of confidence and whatnot than put a rookie in and sort of shake his confidence with a terrible offensive coordinator. Um, and even like, like Brissett didn't do two, like he had a 109 yard rating, 109 rating, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. So he didn't have a bad game. Their difference maker was definitely Nick Chubb. I think if Najee Harris would have had a Nick Chubb-esque game where, like, Najee Harris had 56-yard rushings on 15 carries, Nick Chubb had 23 yards, 23 carries on 113 yards, and then you also had Kareem Hunt doing another 47 yards. Um, but Nick, the Chubb only... was their, Nick Chubb was their difference maker for sure. Sure, but the only way you're going to get Najee to do that is by not throwing short and screen passes. Yeah throughout the whole game. You yep. have to open up that passing attack yep. for Harris to be able to do anything. Yep. I mean, he carried it 15 times, but like three, seven per, per attempt that's isn't not, bad. That's kind of but, on the low mid range, but yeah. Yeah. That's not but bad. like he should be getting, you know, four and, and he, a half, almost he five. Should, he should be more in the, he should be more in the receiving department, three receptions for five yards. Like, I mean, he so. was the most consistent target. He caught every ball thrown his way. Yeah. Everyone else, uh, Johnson dropped three. Yeah. Firemuth, uh, you know, fifty percent. Pickens f- missed four. I mean, Najee is the only yeah. one consistently being there in the pass game and catching mm-hmm. passes. But I mean, you need really, to open it up for him. Their their defense didn't do too bad. You're seeing people get over ten tackles. Like you're getting sacks. You're getting like well, four QB hits, four pass deflections. That's not too bad. Two sacks in the game. Three tackle for loss. Like not terribly, they're. It really is. I just think the offensive defense is good, and and this is one of those things where like you you like try to troubleshoot things, and like easy like swapping out a bad part for a good part is easy. Like in when it, you're dealing with parts, but like when you're dealing with a team, like you can't just kind of unless you're promoting from within. Like they can't just go out and get an offensive coordinator at this point. It'll it would shake things up too much. Like I think just. Tomlin needs to sit down with the offensive coordinator and be like, you need to like figure out a better way to do this. But yeah, I think, I think that covers all of our uh, like blowout games. What's next. All right. So next up are seven games that ended up being very close on the scoreboard. Yeah. Most of these games ended with a port differential, less than a touchdown. Some of these were exciting enough. And some just didn't have a lot of actions. Really, this like kind of fit with our theme last week with just like close games. But I guess this is like so far because there's not a lot of teams, you know, sort of running away from the pack. We're gonna probably have more of these close games going forward. Yeah. So like some of these were really exciting, and then like uh, there were others that were just like hard to watch, mm-hmm. and. I mean, let's let's just get right into it. We'll start with Game Six, and we'll we'll get cover the Texans versus the Bears. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we'll just go I, with I, I, I got this one right. You got, you got this, this one, one right, wrong. sure. Like, but and I got it wrong. Okay, I'll give you that. You got one. You uh, sorry, yeah. you got another one on me this week. Yeah. so far, but the I mean, come on! Like, how can you expect a team with Justin Fields? With the rating of twenty seven point seven to win. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, because your 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 RB two comes in and rushes for one hundred fifty seven yards. That's how. Yeah. But yeah. like, 
Oh man, this is yeah, a frustrating this, game for me. Fields is like we're talking about other players, like just like Baker Mayfield not putting up yardage. Like Fields has yeah. barely eclipsed a hundred yards twice this game. Like we're talking about one hundred six this game. Last game he had seventy yards passing, and then the first game of the year he had one hundred twenty-one. This is backup QB sort. And once, and you know, to be fair, he's only he's attempting less than twenty passes a game, and you know he's completing about half of them. You know, actually his seventy-yard game he completed seven out of eleven. So efficiently, efficiency-wise, yeah. that was his best game. But they're, they're just not passing the game. And so if we're talking about one-dimensional offenses, 281-yard rushing and then with a backup, like, running back. But, like, whew, if, you, if you can stop the Bears' rushing attack, you're stopping their offense. They, they won't be scoring yeah, 20. They, won't they don't have an offense. Like, this isn't like Texans are one of the winless teams. Like they have a tie, so they're not like technically the bottom of the barrel. But maybe the Texans defense really just isn't like they just can't stop the run. Um, I don't yeah. know if they can. I mean, they didn't stop the pass in you know their tie against the Colts. Yep. I mean, you know, Matt Ryan still threw for what four hundred plus yards. I mean. And then we'll just go over Justin Fields through two interceptions. So part of his nine <laughs> incompletions was two interceptions. Like we're talking about other, other get like this kind of actually throws out all of our talking points we had in the previous games. We're like, Oh, you know, if you put up big yards, you can throw some interceptions. Somehow Justin Field put up small yards through a lot like two interceptions. <laughs> just the rushing it. This, this is a bears like offense from the 1940s or fifties. Like, and then the Texans. The Texans have not won a game yet. They've all been close games. Damien Pierce did pretty well. 20, 20 carries, eight, 80 yards, one TD. That's not bad. Like he, He's Mills, working into that. He's becoming that workhorse they drafted Mills, him for. Mills didn't do too bad. One TD, two interceptions, like 245 yards passing, a rating of 70. That's average. He did better than Justin Fields. <sighs> yeah. That's a, that's <laughs> not a, hard to do. That's a crazy comparison. What's the reason why the Texans haven't won a game yet? Like, what's their missing piece? Or is it just bad luck? Is just things been not I, falling their way? I, I, I mean, I can't really put point a finger at any one piece. I, I don't know if, like, I so, haven't been too interested in their games, but I don't think yeah. it's Davis Mills. Yeah, throw, throw, him throwing the interception at the end of the fourth quarter, like when they had three plays, nine yards, and then basically, it, you know, the Bears didn't even move. The, they went four plays for four yards. So they just, like, ran the clock down, kicked a field goal. So that probably that probably didn't help. Like, if they would have been able to move the ball down that, that last drive, like, so that's an interception where it does affect the game. But... Man, if he was yeah. under pressure, I, I mean, I didn't watch the it end really of that wasn't. game. But like one, one, one sack for eight pressures, so like the O line was so sort of doing his thing. Why not get a first down, run the clock out, and take your time in overtime? Or like here's here's maybe my question. I, I'm seeing like the the rece- I'm not seeing like a standout receiver. Like no one's having more. Like the most receptions anyone has is is four four reception. That's Rex Burkhead. So, do you think if they still had like DeAndre Hopkins, like well, so, this wouldn't be a good example. I think he would open him up because he's because he's suspended. So, but say he wasn't suspended, they still have him. Do you think Mills with a, a star wide receiver makes him better? 
I, I, yeah, for sure. I mean, a, a superstar receiver will always make a better, you know, quarterback look better. But that being said, Brandon Cooks and the 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 Mills connection last year was good. And I don't know what's going on with Cooks. Well, he he's targeted seven times, so he he Mills is liking him. But Brandon Cooks only had two receptions for twenty two yards. So. Yeah, I mean, because last year he had 134 targets, so, uh, 90, 90 receptions for over a thousand yards. So like that was with Mills. Uh, maybe, maybe just the te- like I said, maybe it's just bad luck and a lot of rust for the Texans. But... I, I think so because they're, they're, like you said, the, Pierce looked good. They're starting to open up that rushing game. I think it is just no standout receiver. Like he's spreading the ball around a lot. I mean, yep. how many different receivers are there? And that's that could be good. Spreading the ball around like makes it harder to defend passing because you don't know who it's going to. Sure, so. nine receivers in only twenty receptions, so almost an average of two per receiver. Yep. Uh, it's just they're not they're not capitalizing on it. I hey, may, maybe they'll make adjustments, but right now it's not looking good for the Texans. The only bright spot I see is Damian Pierce. Yeah, and we'll we'll transition to the next game where I think these two teams have had a lot of rust going into the beginning of the year. I think one team shook its rust off. I think the other team is working its rust off. But this is the uh, the Raiders versus Titans. Uh, Titans beat the Raiders twenty four to twenty two. We both got this one wrong. Um, yeah, and I was I'm- watching I was watching the NFL Sunday Ticket replay on this one, and this is where they like. They cut out all of the overhead, whatnot, and it's literally like snap to where like the clock clock stops, and then boom, like they just skip to the next snap. Yeah. And you literally were hit the first, the whole first period, like the first, I don't know why I'm saying period, first qu- quarter. You literally heard the announcers, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, because it was like moving that quickly. You weren't during the actual game, but like during the replay, it was just Derrick Henry this, Derrick Henry that, Derrick Henry this. So it looks like Derrick Henry shook off his rust because he had 20 carries for 85 yards with one TD. Yep. And then he had four receptions for 58, 58 yards. And he, you know, he had one, he had six targets, so he only, you know, missed one throw to him. That's a Derrick Henry game. Um, Ryan Tannehill managed the game, you know, 260, 264 yards passing, one TD, one interception, so he managed it. He had a 98.4 yeah. rating. You know what, And I know you're pretty low on the Raiders this year. Derrick Carr's stat line doesn't look too bad. Tw- like... 26 for 44, so he's he was inefficient. But he, you know, when you get up into 300 yards, you can be a little bit inefficient. But I think it would sure. look better if he, if, he, if it would have led to a win. I think uh, the talking would be a little bit different. We'd be looking at this a little bit different. Only one sack for seven, you know, seven hurries. So O line didn't do too bad. Uh, Josh Jacobs, you know, 13 carries for 66 yards. They kind of Derek Carr had 17 yards itself. Um, and then Mac Holland just comes out like we've been talking about Devontae Adams and whatnot. Mac Hollins just comes out of nowhere for eight receptions, one hundred and fifty-eight. Um, I know we don't get a lot of we don't give out a lot of fantasy advice, but I don't know, maybe this is the sleeper now. <laughs> um, I mean maybe, but like I mean, And then yeah. once again, like now Robert Woods, maybe he's gonna be Tennessee's uh WR1 Traylon Burks, the big rookie, just one reception for 13 yards. I know those Arkansas fans out there probably aren't too excited about that. They're hoping he's going to start doing better. But yeah, let's, 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 what's your take on this game? The Titans, this is just to interrupt you real quick. The Titans get their first win. 
Raiders yeah. are bottom of the barrel, 0-3. And, and that, that's exactly what I was going to say. They were both winless teams. Someone had to win, right? I mean, I guess it could have been a tie, but I, I, I think it just went to the, the team that managed their their players and, and their clock better. Like, I, I really don't see either of these two teams standing out all that much. Like, yep. okay, like 109 rushing yards versus 996. Okay, 264 passing versus 303. I mean, okay, whatever. And really, this, drive, is why this, but... this is why this is in the, the labeled super-duper close games because this really it was only a two-point game. So yeah, this is... the, the, the box score kind of reflects the, uh, the actual score. Because, so yeah. yeah. I don't really have much to say. I mean, both of these teams had high expectations going into the, the season, and neither of them are really showing much yet. Yeah, this this is one of those, like, if we're talking, like, I know earlier in the in the episode I said, like, you can't really use, like, past years as, like, because right now the teams, the teams this year are figuring themselves out, and we're figuring them out, too. Um, these are two teams where if you use sort of, like, their, like, last, like, I didn't see them starting last off. Last couple this, years. This, yeah, I didn't. I don't like the Raiders are the Raiders. They usually, I they usually like screw themselves at the end of the year. Um, Titans, like I don't know, maybe I just had a lot of faith in Derrick Henry, and so they finally were able yeah. to pull out a win. Um, so this is a so close game. Uh, yeah. The next one, you know, this uh, this is another. This was a surprise to me. We both got this one wrong. Lions versus Vikings. Tw- Vikings beat the Lions twenty-eight to twenty-four. Uh, both got this one wrong. This is another, like, the Lions were putting up points, like 30 points a game before this, and I guess the Vikings just found a way to sort of, um, you know, show cracks in the Lions, you know, game. And then I also, it, did, Kirk right. Cous- did Kirk Cousins forget Justin Jefferson's on the team? Like, an amazing I, wide um, receiver. He only gets three three receptions for 14 yards, and he, he only gets targeted. Six targets. Yeah. But that's not even that's tied that's technically fourth, tied for, like th- yeah, tied, tied for, for second. Fourth. But like you yeah. have you have two eights and then you know someone else has six with them. I just I mean when you, when you have a when you have a guy who's Justin Jefferson who you could expect to get like an 80, 90, 100 yard reception game, this is a weird looking game for him. And then we also like Kirk Cousins didn't have a really like amazing game last last game and he also he wasn't too well, that efficient. was against the eagles yeah he wasn't but he wasn't too efficient this game only 24 uh completions for 41 attempts so about halfway through didn't throw any interceptions and had 260 yards passing so like only sacked once so really not a bad game from him uh, a better looking game than golf did like golf had around the same he only completed one more pass and same amount of attempts he had a little bit more yardage uh, but he threw one interception, and so that that's sort of the difference maker there. Um, Dalvin Cook looks good. You know he got injured, but you know he 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 had a good game before that. Jamal Williams had a good game. Uh, two two uh, rushing touchdowns, eighty seven yards. Um, but then Amon Ron St. Brown did uh, you not still did didn't not, get it. Yeah. <laughs> no, you I got keep it. working on that one. No, I got it. I'm on Ron St. Brown. You okay, you, you replay this episode and that's I better. got it. I got it. Week three, got it. <laughs> we'll see yeah, about week four. DeAndre Swift uh got injured. So for for sure. That that's and it looks like his injury might be a, a couple weeks. It's I know yeah. it says it's questionable, but yeah. 
I think that that could be that crack kind of. I mean, like, yeah, his, his yardage in week two wasn't huge. His backup but, didn't do bad, but once it, like, yeah. his backup didn't do bad, but this is sort of a running back by committee league, and having two backs that could sort of put up good numbers will definitely help you, and that's probably why they were doing so good those first two games. Exactly. I mean, they're they're not Derrick Henry. Yep. <laughs> so, like, same thing with uh, over here with uh, the Cook and Madison. You know, Cook now has an injury, which, I mean, he could play still, but a good thing they have Madison to back him up. But I, I don't know. I don't I don't think the, the Lions are necessarily cracked. I think we're going to see them bounce back. Um, he said, uh, golf still, wasn't terribly impressive, but... Like, they're, they're sort of changing my preseason perception of them because I just think they just weren't... I thought they were going to be bottom of the barrel. I'm now looking at them as, like, a mid-tier team. Um, but once again, that's what we're going to see what pattern develops these next couple of weeks and if they can continue this trend. Isn't that generally what the lions do year to year is like, Oh, like maybe they could be good. Oh wait, no, they're the lions. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll gets, see. It, it always gets around the Thanksgiving day game where they haven't won. The, and we'll probably go over it in that episode. Like how long they've have a losing streak with the Thanksgiving day games. Oof. Yeah, we'll get there. But yeah, the next next game up is Falcons versus Seahawks. This is another one where there was a a defeated team that f- finally got a win. Uh, Falcons won twenty seven to twenty three. Um, I got this one wrong. Josh got this one right. Did um, call the Falcons winning this one. Cordell Cordell Patterson had a pretty big game out. Geno Smith also had a pretty big game. But I, I guess I was still sort of on the the Seahawks beating the Denver high. And I, I think, I think that high might be, you know, I might be coming down off that high. Even um, after last week, you went for them and they, they lost and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go for them I again just, after they well, lost. I didn't, I didn't have a lot of faith in the, I didn't have a lot of faith in the 49ers. Falcons. No Falcons. Wrong. Oh, Falcons this year. Yeah. Oh no. Last week I was saying you're riding yeah. the high for the Seahawks. You stuck with that high and. Yeah. But, they're on yeah. a two game. They're on a team two game losing streak. We'll, we'll see how I pick them next week. But yeah, Cordell Patterson, 17 carries, 141 yards rushing. That's that's kind of a rarity nowadays. Uh, one TD. Marcus Mariota uh, did a kind of okay. Like, he had a 99 rating, but when you look at his line, stat line, like 13 for 20, 229 yards, um, and then one TD, one interception, three sacks. Like, uh, it looks like he barely managed the game and i think the fact that cordell patterson did so bad did so good sorry did so good is what kind of helped them you know edge out this four point victory uh geno smith doing this is an efficient game um like the ratings are almost between these two quarterbacks the ratings are similar their stat lines are not they both have a 99 rating but 32 completions for 44 attempts 325 yards Two TDs, one interceptions, only two sacks. Um, Rashard Penny, Penny didn't do too bad. Um, what's, what's your take on this game, Josh? So, I mean, yeah, Gino looked efficient this game. Mm-hmm. He looked efficient game one. Game two, he did not. Yep. So, like, Gino Smith is up and down, up and down. I don't know if it's maybe because they're playing opponents. Like, okay, Denver, not a strong opponent from what we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. Atlanta, like not really that strong of an opponent. Week two, okay, they they hit a hiccup. The 49ers are are decent. Yeah, they're um, decent. So like, I don't know if Geno Smith is consistent enough 
to give them a winning record. This game itself, yeah, okay, they they got some uh, good rushing on the on the ground uh, between Penny, Dallas, and Walker. Like, I'm glad Walker got some carries. Seeing that rookie finally maybe get some play time, but mm-hmm. I just, I yeah, this is just one of those games. I don't I'm, have I'm faith in either you, of these teams. I'm gonna throw you a little bit of a curveball here, and this is we're just talking this season only. These first three games. Yes. Who who would you rather have at quarterback for the Seahawks, Geno Smith or Russell Wilson? Oh, that's God. that's the question. Just just these three games, and we're not looking in the past. I mean, future nothing. If we're looking at stats, I'm not even um, talking about. Oh, yeah. Well, stats. yeah. If we're we're looking at stats for these past three games, uh, yeah, Geno Smith looks like the better quarterback. Now, is that because of the offensive coordinator over in uh, Denver and just the, their head the coach whole... sort of just like yeah, just, just can't handle the pressure. The, yeah, the debacle. It looks like it looks like Russ. I, I mean, we're talking a little bit too much about a game that we're going to be talking about a little bit. Literally, but, like uh, next. yeah. Or, but Russell so. Wilson looks like he can't really handle the pressure either. But yeah, I, I, yeah. I think you know, are we are we saying the Seahawks won this trade yet? <laughs> Can you even say that week? Oh, five? Almost. almost. Give, give, give it. Yeah, I would say week five. I can probably maybe give you an answer. I, like I was gonna say, let's wait till like week nine or eight. Let's let's wait till like okay. The let's we can wait, wait till, till midseason. Yeah. and see how. And even the then, we might out. be like. Even then, we might be like, eh, let's wait till the year's over with. But uh. But yeah, this game. I I don't know. I'm I'm glad that the Falcons finally got their win, but I don't think either team looks amazing. Hmm. So next team are pretty much two like juggernauts that have been going at it these last couple of years, but it's a it's an undefeated team that finally got a defeat this year. Uh, the the undefeated team pool is windling down. This is Packers fourteen, Bucks twelve. So Packers handled handed the Bucks their first loss. We both got this wrong. We were we were um you know riding the Tom Brady high, the magic there, which you you always can't count them out. But uh, even without his, t- like, he's missing Evans, he's missing Godwin, like, and he's Jones, still, he, like, he yeah, missed Jones. his top three not, targets. Still not doing bad. He's still completing 31, 31 completions, 42 uh, attempts, 271, didn't throw an interception, only one, only threw one TD. So maybe having Mike Evans in there would have helped that out. You know, rating of 98.4. Um, I think what really, you know, what really could have made up for these two point difference is Leonard Fournette having. 12 carries for 35 yards and then their total the team total is 34 yards so backups didn't do nothing um so their rushing game just did not did not help them on the other they don't have a backup i mean tom brady lost that yard yeah and perryman's a receiver yeah i mean they didn't try any other passing attack and didn't they used to have last year their backup was uh ronald jones Jones, and he's moved on to another team so i think kansas city i believe yeah um hey it's always good to have a good backup but uh aaron Rodgers, 27 completions 35 attempts 255 yards two tds one interception had a better rating than tom brady at 103.9 and then you also had Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon pretty much doing twelve carries each for you know thirty six yards and thirty two yards you know respectively. So better ground game, um, a little bit sharing the load. And once again, maybe if the Bucks had a you know a, an AJ Dillon on their end where it's a you know he's getting just as much as Leonard Fournette, like maybe that gets them the extra yardage 
or whatnot, or really just helps them out when they're, you know, trying to get that two point conversion or all those points they had at the end of the game. Um, but yeah, you watch this, you watch this game, uh, kind of go over what, what your thoughts on it. I mean, I just want to look just go over the stats real quick. I like the symmetry between the rushing yards between the quarterbacks. <laughs> it's uh, like both have one attempt. They both got negative one yards and both lo- like, yes. The funny, the funny thing is, is Tom Brady got sacked three times and they don't no, They don't count sacks as rushing. You know that? Yeah. That's why his yeah. passing yards are in. Yep. They both tried but to like, rush once. <laughs> yeah. I, they I learned, just they learned like, their lesson. They're like, all right, we got a one yard loss. Let's not try this again. But but we look at this and we, we see Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, the top two candidates for MVP last year, right? And like Aaron Rodgers won. I mean, I don't agree I with still, it, but yeah, he did we it. Both, we're not going to rehash we, we that because that's last year. We both but, were like, yeah. But both of them were one and two, right? And are these MVP numbers? Mm-mm. And are, are these, the, now are these, they're like, are they fading? Like, are the, now they're on the dwindling part of their career. All right? Do do we do we see the new 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 quarterbacks taking the reins and finally getting MVPs where they, it belongs, like Hertz and Mahomes and Jackson and Oh, uh, I thought you were talking about. Allen. I thought you were talking about these two these two teams uh, quarterbacks taking over. Like, is it Love's time? Oh, no, and, and no, Bay? no. The other, I, I, I was I was just looking up Tampa Bay's backups and like, I don't Wayne think Gabbert, so. Ryan Trask, Griffin, Trask. Are we? Yeah, we, no, no, no. These these two will stay the starter unless they're hurt right. and they're respected teams. Trask is a Florida native. How dare? <laughs> no allegiance. No, um, but uh, but yeah, I I mean, Green Bay did what it, I mean. Neither of these box scores. This, this stats, really this wasn't this an is, impressive game. This was this a boring fir- game. Yeah, this is the first game. This is the first game where we have um, over ten punts. You know, combined between both. Like more punt yards than offensive yards in this game, and that tell that that tells in the score. Yeah, it it was just one of those games. Like, didn't want to watch it. it was, I think it was I think this game. next game though is one that you really want to talk about. Oh man, <laughs> I'll, 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 let, I'll let you. I'll let you. I'll let, you I'll let you introduce this one. All right. So you know, after the horrible game that was the Packers versus the Bucks. We ended up uh, having the 49ers versus the Broncos, or the Broncos versus 49ers. Who cares? Um, another who, who horrific game. Who, who won it? Oh, my who, goodness. The, the, the Broncos did win. The Broncos did win. So I got oh, that man. one right. How much, and... how much did they win by? Oh, one. They, they <laughs> I, by one. I got this one wrong, but yeah. So You, you did, but like, who? I mean, and I got it right, but like, you got you got it right yeah. by pure luck. That's what it was. Because this is, I mean, this, is, this was basically a mediocre QB battle that led to seventeen punts between the two teams. Uh, you and say that you would have got it right by luck as well. Yeah. Well, I thought Jimmy G was. I thought Jimmy G was going to do better than what he did because he, he, he's he, fam- he's familiar with this offense. And you had everyone in the locker room saying, "Yeah, we love Jimmy G." Man, they did. They did not show him love out on the field because. But, he gave the Broncos the win by stepping yeah. out of the end zone. Yeah, I was saying here's other a free than, safety. Like other than, is that is that what causes QBR? To, and once again, I think this might kind of show like there's going to probably be some listeners be like, "Oh, these guys are dumb." I read the I read the ex- explanation for QBR. I don't get it. Like his his rating is eighty one point two. His QBR is fourteen point two. Yeah, it's because they, yeah. they base it on like 
everything. It factors yeah. in everything. I but mean, this, but this, but honestly, the rest of his stat line. Let's let's take out let's take out the safety. He managed the game decently well, like eighteen for twenty nine, two eleven, one TD, one interception. Like not terribly. Like he did better than Russell Wilson. He did better than Wilson, and he's not getting. But somehow paid the Wilson Broncos money. won. Somehow the Broncos won, and maybe that's because they had twenty more team rushing yards than San Francisco. Maybe. Debo I, just, no. Debo just didn't rush the ball. Ugh. Debo didn't do it all this game. He, he didn't do it. Every, he didn't do everything. He didn't prevent uh, Jimmy from having a, a safety on his own. You know, he didn't. He didn't carry the team on his back. And you know, I, I expect more from you, Debo. I mean, I expect more from Russell Wilson. Like, yeah, hundred percent. Twenty for thirty. Twenty for thirty-three. One eighty-four. Zero TDs. Zero interceptions. Four sacks. Like, this is not. This is not what the A Broncos traded for because they gave away. They gave away a good amount of trade uh, picks, and then they paid them pretty big money. Um, like oh. we say, the we say the Forty ers weren't aren't like a bad team they're a decent team but they didn't show it this game and the broncos are their two and one record is not they are not playing as a two and one team and no. we'll see how they we'll see how they are going forward Ugh. so because I, 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 I was i was looking at the standings and like how i was kind of going up in the preseason going about how like the afc west is going to be like the powerhouse and i was i was Tell, uh, saying how like all four teams are gonna have double digit wins, and I was saying how the Chiefs and Broncos were gonna be in like the top tier, and then the the Chargers and freaking Raiders were gonna be fighting in the bottom tier to try to move up with them. That's how the that's how the AFC West is shaking out, but they aren't they aren't looking like the powerhouse I thought they like the whole the whole division isn't looking like the powerhouse I thought they were gonna be. Yeah, so I want to make it a, a new thing each week. Uh, like the worst game of the week in our opinion, and like what one did you hate watching? And my vote this week you know, is this game. Yeah, it's I'd say between right now the games that we covered, it's going to be Packer. Like it's going to be between the Packers, Bucks, and Broncos, Forty ers Uh, but there is another game I would sure. I would have I would have given like sort of it was turning out to be like a Broncos 49ers until the second half sort of turned it up and we'll go over that game later yep. but I guess we'll go on to the next game like I, I put this technically in the close game uh area just because I I think we've we've seen a lot of two-point conversions this year so uh Rams versus cards Rams beat them 20 to 12 um so that's why I put them in there because technically eight points is one one possess one score because you can, we've seen teams go for two point conversions and convert them pretty, pretty well. Um, more than I've kind of been used to in the past. Um, I got this one wrong. Josh got this one right. Just Murray outdueled Stafford on paper, but Arizona's inability to score a touchdown like led them to eight, like an eight point loss. You know, when you're only scoring four field goals, like your defense better be stepping up. Their defense didn't do it against the Rams. Like the Rams found a way to one way to win like i don't know if they're working their way up into the super bowl contenders but they're really working their way to stay in the win column is what i'm gonna say because stafford another management game and barely a management game like 18 for 25 249 yards you know passing zero tds zero interceptions only got sacked once 
somehow all that you know translates into a 103.6 rating um Kyle Kyler Murray you know they they relied on the pass a lot more 37 you know 37 completions for um 58 attempts 314 yards you know passing zero TDs zero interceptions and that's what when you're throwing it 58 times a game you better have more than 12 points like you they didn't score any touchdowns which is crazy and especially 313 yards like technically Kyler Murray himself moved it three fields length but he just couldn't turn it into getting in the red zone they didn't have really have a rushing attack like 70 yards total but James Conner their lead rusher 13 carries for 39 yards I like James Conner I want to see him doing better than that Cam Akers had a pretty pretty average game 12 carries 61 yards Cooper Cup kind of got in the action there with one carry for two 20 yards my fantasy team thanks him they both had you know rushing TDs um the only TD scored this game receiving like Cooper Cup didn't really have any uh a, a down you know he had a down receiving game four receptions you know 44 yards but he was only targeted six times all right what's your what's your take on this game Josh and oh and um, just real real quick aside we we're talking about how like the last two games had a ton of punts where it was punt 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 only seven punts between both teams so yeah, and that, they, that's they just, just, they just crazy. Didn't, they didn't turn this offense into scoring, really. Like, 32 yeah, like, points between two teams. The, the Yeah, the each drive was slow going. Like you said, the, not very many punts, seven between the two of them. And, like, okay, field goals, like, they, they managed field goals. Arizona with four, uh, what was it, the Rams with two. And it's just, like, neither of these teams were very, like, Sure, the rating, Stafford had a decent rating, but, like, man, you would expect more from the, the Super Bowl champs. Like, I, yep. ju- I told you, the Super Bowl hangover is real for this team. I'm, and, I'm yeah, call it, they yeah, won. Yeah, they have not. They're, they're, they're coming off the hangover, but they're, they're still hurting. Like, they need to, like, you know, hydrate, take some aspirin. They need to get a shower. Like, they need something. Yeah. I will. I, I did, I did not highlight Marquise Brown's. Four, 14 receptions for 140 yards. That's pretty impressive. I, I think I mean, that I think that's the way we end this one right here. It's just kind of yeah. highlighting on that high note. Unless you, you have, have anything else, <laughs> unless you have no. anything else to say about this game, you you just have to reach the end zone. Like you, you can't you can't do that and not get a touchdown. Like mm-hmm. that's it. I mean, I have nothing else. <laughs> yep. And I think you know wrapping up this week are the early season upsets. Yeah, and upsets, you know. I I know next, we have some disagreements. We'll we'll go into yeah, it, but I'll, I'll the, explain. The next, yeah, <laughs> the next ones. Yeah, sure, there were some upsets, but you know, there were upsets this, to some and not all. Yeah, and, and this uh, is sort of why we talk in the beginning. Like, this is week three. Can we consider these upsets? Like, like when we go week seventeen, week eighteen, say playoffs, are we going to look at these weeks and these these games that we selected here? Are we still going to be calling these upsets? And I think for the first one, that's sort of how we categorize this one is Cowboys beat the Giants 23 to 16. We both got this one wrong. Like at the end of the year, are we still going to consider this an upset? The only reason I'm considering this an upset right now is you have an undefeated Giants, which, you know, everyone kind of like, oh, they're like the runt of the litter when it came to the undefeated teams, but they were finding a way to win. Barkley was, you know, doing his thing. 
Um, and the Cowboys had like a backup QB that's finding a way to sort of like, you know, people were joking, like, is he going to end up on the Panthers because he's doing such a good job at backup that, you know, when Dak comes back, they're like, all right, we got to like trade this guy to a struggling QB team. Um, yeah, they just found a way to win. And this, this was going to be the game where I would have included in like boring game, like worst game of the week. Cause man, like six to six going into the, in the halftime. And it was like punt city, like, uh, like this one, they had, well, okay. Seven punts between, between them, but I swear that was all in like the first half. Yeah, no, uh, you know, I saw how this first half was shaping out, and I was busy. I couldn't watch the game, and then, like, I decided not to watch the second half, which, you know, that would have been the better half to watch. But, yeah, like you said, if it weren't for the second half, this would have been another boring... So, like, I'm, I'm, looking at the way, I'm looking at the way the quarter, the halves ended out. Technically, it was one, two, three, four punts in the second second half. So, it was, there, was, there was more punts in the second half. But I think the reason why the first half felt longer is just it was either punt, miss field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal, punt, punt, downs, miss field goal. Like <laughs> there was just no excitement in the first in the first half. Yeah, let's, it, let's uh... sort of see why Daniel Jones like is is another like him and him and Baker Mayfield just aren't sort of like breaking out of their shells like a hundred and ninety six yards uh, passing like that's not. One interception, you know, 20, 20 completions for 37 attempts, a 57.9 rating. That's not what you want to see out of a quarterback. Like, Saquon Barkley did his thing, like 14 carries for 81 yards, one touchdown. He also got, you know, another 45 receiving yards. Sterling Shepard, you know, he was our top receiver before he got injured. And they did spread the ball around. Like, oh, like he had five receptions for 49 yards. But then you have another guy who has four receptions for 40 yards, Daniel Bellinger, Richie James, four receptions, 36 yards. So they're spreading the ball around on, you know, passing wise. And then my so Cooper rush. I mean, yeah, Cooper rushed it. And then I just want to highlight the, the Dallas rushing. Like I was watching the game and the, the box score does not reflect how it felt in the game when I was watching it. It felt like Tony Pollard was like the like running back, and then Zeke came in and like kind of spelled him, and he did a good job spelling. If that was the plan, because he 15, fifteen rushes for you know seventy three yards, that's a that's a pretty good you know given that's a solid the, line. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good like if that was the starting running back, you know, hey, that's pretty good, especially since Zeke got the one touchdown. But you know, thirteen Tony Pollard's thirteen carries, he did have a long of forty six, so I guess. Technically, half his yards were all in one rush, but like he had the big runs, and Zeke had one run for twenty-seven yards. So they both had big runs. It just it just felt like Pollard was like just he when he was out there, he was kind of you know breaking tackles and really making a statement. C.D. Lamb did pretty good, eight receptions, eighty-seven yards, one TD. Like it, it was just another second-half game. I don't think I went over Cooper Rush's stats. Like he had twenty-one completions. Uh, for 31 attempts that's not bad 215 yards uh passing you know one one td so he had a lamar jackson passing game he just didn't have the running game to go so yeah if we want to look at it lamar jackson had a cooper rush you know passing game and then he also had a tony tony pollard rushing game <laughs> so there yeah. we go that's that's a compliment to lamar jackson a two and one yep 
And yeah, and that's what he's been in his career. And I, you know, like I said, I, I think he'll continue doing it. I just think he needs to not. I, I know we're not talking about that game anymore, but yeah, yeah. Um, like again, this game was. He said Pollard. He controlled the backfield. He was was like, the team. Really, this this like, is an this is an NFC East game. Like I know we both picked the Giants to win. Like really, I think we should have stipulated this could have been a toss up. And I feel like the score kind of was an NFC score. I just I just kind of felt the Giants were going to edge edge this one out. Like I felt like the score was going to be in the other direction. Like the Giants just edging this out just didn't happen. And I think that perfectly kind of transitioned into the next game. Like, this next game was a surprise, and we both got this one wrong. Uh, I'll let you introduce this one because you were sort of high on one of these teams. And I think, yeah, did this, did this help you kind of re like re up your like confidence in this team? No, I'm still pretty low on this team. Um, I mean, yeah, I was going into them, but the Colts versus the Chiefs, and yeah, I just. Yeah, we both got it wrong. We thought the Chiefs would pull this one out. The the Colts, like, okay, yeah, they managed to win with that last drive, but, like, it was mainly, like, okay, yeah, it was a close game through and through, but, like, when you look at it, the second-to-last possession of the Chiefs was a missed field goal by their the kicker they signed, Amendola, mm-hmm. and they, they've since released him because of that, because he missed that field goal and a PAT. But if they would have made that, and the Colts, even if they would have drove and scored, it would have been twenty twenty. It would have been an overtime game. I just well, no. I, if if, I, if Amendola gets his field goal and, and gets his extra point, that that's four more points. They, oh yeah, winning, winning I'm saying one. if he just made that field goal, I wasn't including yeah. the PAT that he missed. It's like, but I mean, I know, I know the they I know they move the PAT back, and it's not automatic b- before. But I, I still feel like fifteen yards. Like that's a twenty-seven yard field goal. That should be decently yeah, automatic. Yeah, like should be fine. But, but I, I, the one thing that stands out for me is just Patrick Mahomes being the leading rusher at four carries for twenty-six yards. You know, yeah, that's attack. rough. They, considering how they well, need, yeah, they need a better rushing attack. And well, I, feel, I know they do have a good rushing attack. Yeah, I don't know what happened this game, and it's not like, oh, I don't know, did maybe this Colts defense is finally waking up because they, they were one of the top rated defenses going into the year, but like maybe they're showing why it's, they it's, did. It's they stopped so, this rush. It's kind of crazy that the, the game they tie the Colts, the Colts offense had combined over 500 yards. And then the game they won, they sort of have like a mediocre game for Matt Ryan. Definitely mediocre. Like I know his rating says one Oh five, but 20, 27 completions for 37 attempts and 20, 220 yards passing, like two, D, two DDs, one interception, no, zero interceptions. That's, that's like he, that's, that's game management. He's managed the I mean, game. It's better than and last then, week. What did he yeah. throw? Three interceptions last week? Yeah. So, so Jonathan Taylor, 21 carries for 71 yards, no TDs. You kind of expect that's an average game for him. And that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. just average, like Michael Pittman showed up. So they didn't have Michael Pittman last week. He, he kind of showed up again. Um, but yeah, so like just the Colts found a way to win. And I guess that's all you can ask really, especially, yeah. you know, when you're beating up the, like, this is why I considered it an, an early upset. Like you have last year, AFC's runner up, um, lose to an hot, hot and cold Colts. Like one game, they look sort of like hot. The next game, they look cold and they lose. This game, they won, but they don't look as hot as they did 
and week one. Game number one. Tied. And that was against the So you know, I think I think I think just... one I think one one and one is like perfect for the Colts right now because you just don't know what you're gonna get with them. Yeah, you, you can't. I, there's I like going into next week, it's another like the Colts, like what do I do? Like are they gonna be week mm-hmm. one Colts? They're gonna be week. They 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 tied. Are they gonna be week two where they got blown out? Are they gonna be week three where they beat a powerhouse? Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? And I think what's more surprising than the Colts winning again back to this is the Chiefs losing. Yeah, like they I, really I, were yeah. dominant. The first, they, like they were <clears throat> like distancing themselves from the pack in the first two games, and then this sort sure. of kind of this kind of brought them back down to earth. Like. I still think they're they still should be considered sort of in the lead of the packs, like getting up there. Um, but this sort of it doesn't shake my confidence. Like this could be their one loss of the year, and it's going to well, be an embarrassing one loss. But yeah, you, you look at just going back to week two real quick. Okay, if real quick. if Herbert hadn't gotten hurt, would the Chiefs have lost to the Chargers? Mm-hmm. They probably would have. Yeah. So the Chiefs would now be a one and two team. And that's kind of surprising. So yeah. So like it's surprising, but maybe the Chiefs aren't then, playing as once well again, as they like, should. That's historically surprising. Each like next year, maybe the Chiefs go like four and fifteen. No, four and thirteen. I'm trying to do the the sixteen right. games, oh, seventeen, 17 games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so maybe like maybe like this is the fall of their dynasty sort of thing. But who knows? Like once again, this is I keep on repeating. My, I keep on repeating myself. Weeks like you know, three through seven and definitely eight and nine, like before week eight and week nine, you need to have your, like, you need to see the patterns that are happening and either fix them or just that's, what's going to keep on happening. And that's just, hopefully this is just a little blip in Kansas city's radar. Um, I, I know you were kind of like at the beginning of the preseason, you're like, Colts are going to be Super Bowl favorites. You might be softening on them now, but hey, we'll see how they are going forward. I'll be a little bit positive on the Colts just to kind of end this on a positive note. Like, hey, they won. Yeah. Good for them. Hey, they, they won. Yep. And that that was a one of the undefeated teams losing. Uh, next game, we had two undefeated teams, you know, going against each other. So someone had to lose. Someone's going to stay undefeated. Someone's going to have a, a loss column. I'll, I'll let you handle this one, Josh. All right. Well, this is probably the game I was most excited about for the week because I am I a Miami why. fan. I wonder and why. This was uh, Buffalo in Miami and um, you know, I tough mean, this, division this, rivalry this game. game. This is an exciting game. Yeah, so um, you know, I'll let you say who got it right and who got it wrong, Ed. Yeah, of course. I got it wrong, you got it right. Um, oh, alright. So you Miami, Miami. Miami 21, Buffalo 19. This this could have gone either way. And you know what? It, this is, it when you was were talk- a close game, but when you, what do you want to say? Say you it, were say talking it. about when you were talking about upsets to some and not to all. This is what he was referring to, because the reason why I'm considering this an up di- uh, upset is Buffalo was one of the top four teams last year. They almost made it into the conference championship. Their their early preseason Super Bowl favorites. So whether you like it or not, like that's how, just how they were. And I'm not saying Miami's sure. like Miami's not a bad. Like if we're talking like these three weeks, Miami is definitely one of those teams that are pushing themselves ahead of the pack and they definitely didn't have the same game they did they had last week but that doesn't matter they won like they went up against a tough buffalo team so this is kind of didn't have the same same game they had last week either they're going up against a tough tough team yeah they're both tough teams the reason like i said the reason why this is an upset to me is just because you know just the perception of buffalo being like 
but and once again, I've I've had Josh Allen as the early MVP favorite. Most other people do. So maybe this is where the tide turns and where now Miami's considered higher, like a more favorite than Buffalo. Like definitely like if Miami wins the next game that they play against Buffalo, like, okay, you know, they should be considered ahead of Buffalo. This is an early season upset. Like, and this is going to be going the next time they play, it's going to be like, okay, let's see how they've been doing these last couple games. Like, is it going to be another all, all in my head? I'm going to go, okay, it's going to be another 50, 50, like 21 sure. to 19 game. That's a 50, 50 game. But so again, you were saying earlier, you don't want to base it on past, you know, the past. And yep. I think their favoritism for the bills is based on the past. Yep. Like this year, when you really look at it, the bills and the dolphins have, are, they're about equals. And we saw but then why again, in this like, game. You you can have two amazing teams in one division for sure. Sure, and we're seeing that, and we see that let, with the let's, AFC. Let's go over some of West. the stats because Josh Allen throwing for sixty three through sixty three attempts, but he's completing forty two. So that's well, like they oof. were they were on the, the 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 Bills offense was on the field over I think I must say like over 40, 42 will, or 43 minutes forty four out minutes. of sixty. Yeah, forty minutes and forty seconds, and so this is kind. This kind of goes against what we've been talking about in those other episodes, like where clock, like possession, time of possession really helps you. But like he threw for over four, like well, not over four hundred yards, exactly for four hundred yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. He got sacked four times, but that's maybe not his fault. Like his his stat line is that's what you ask for for a QB. Like this is a stat line of like. He should have won this game, especially when you like look over it to a stat line. Like he was efficient, thirteen for eighteen, only one hundred and eighty-six yards. But you can do that when you're efficient, and you know, rating of one twenty-three point eight. You know, one TD. So it's it's not a bad game for him. It's just when you look over at Josh well, Allen's game, it's like, ooh. But then you also like you said you, factor you, in you, the forty minutes kind, to twenty minutes. Yeah, you kind of got to explain. You like you have to explain to me how. Miami won because they didn't. They had forty-one yard rushing. Like they only had the, you know, one third of the whole game. They only had possession. How did the Dolphins win? I know you watched this game. Like, how did they yeah. win? Their defense. Defense yeah. made stops. Yep. I mean, it it, it was completely and Miami. Really, defense. like, and, and you want to say this? Buffalo only punted one time. So yeah, but he. So they, I'm gonna go by the know, play by play. What? Like, how did they stop? Kept them? them out of the end zone. Well, you have yeah, you have the second possession that um, Buffalo had. They fumbled, and then you had a couple touchdowns back and forth between two teams. And then the one punt of the game happened in the first half. And then in the second half, you have a field goal, a missed field goal, seventeen plays, seventy-three yards, and then they end on downs. Explain that one to me, because I didn't watch this game. Where, where, where did Buffalo end on downs to not even attempt a field goal? So uh, what what was this? This was this is the second. This is basically the the, the yeah. third to last. Buffalo's losing seventeen to twenty one. Um. Yeah, because they were down seventeen twenty one. They decided they were. Uh. They just you know they went for it. Uh. They had to. I mean, how much, how much time was left on the clock after this possession? 
Not uh, a lot. Okay, with less. No, than it was thirteen. It was like no time. It was because they wasted like eight eight minutes. So that's rough. You yeah. waste. You, they they you ran that clock down and then, and then failed. If, if you want to talk about the other one, and maybe this is like the the first possession they had of the of the second half, they go twenty plays, eighty seven yards, and they they waste nine minutes and twenty two seconds just for a field goal. So yeah, I guess the this is that that's where that time came in. That's why you're yep. like, oh yeah, he got 400 yards, but yep. they were on the field 40 minutes. The Miami defense kind of did what they had to do when they had to do it. Yeah, they and, they, they made plays to make. Uh, and really, you know, if you want to, if you really want to talk about it, the the Buffalo's defense wasn't too bad either because technically, like safety on you know yeah. Um, Dolphins last. I mean, it didn't. I, say, you say, you say it, it doesn't say make. It. No, it, it doesn't make. It. What? I was just gonna say it doesn't make too much of a difference because, you know, Buffalo lost, but it also like Buffalo tried to win. They got seven plays, thirty-six yards. This is really. I remember watching this game. You know, they really so, should have. They really should have. That that last like play where the receiver sort of danced around and wasted a lot of time. Yeah, he really should have like down the ball right there, and they. They should have at least attempted a field goal to end this game. Well, they, that's what they wanted to do. They yeah. wanted to get to the line and they wanted to but spike hey, the ball for that. Fi- time hey. management has been like we kind of went that over with the the Broncos. You know this, like how you know you had Peyton Manning on Monday Night Football trying to like call timeout sixty sometimes. You know, in the final minute of that game, like time management is important, especially in the fourth quarter, especially in two minute drives. Like, but yeah, I th- I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Miami won. They should be proud of the one they beat. It. This is you close close games against tough teams. That this is a victory. This you, is, like, I, uh, this is a victory. This yeah, is, it, it is. It's just um, and like you said, time management. And when you go forty minutes on the field with your offense, and you mm-hmm. only score nineteen point. Well, sorry, yep. seventeen points because yep, seventeen the, points uh, on offense. Two yep. points was a safety. Yep. It, you that's unacceptable. And yeah, Allen balled out and he did well. And I but would say like, this is this is the exact opposite of the Broncos 49ers games because you have you have two tough teams kind of low scoring but like not low low scoring and making it a like an, this is an exciting game this was an exciting game I'm pretty sure you were on the edge of your seat after that safety the, the Broncos nine the Broncos Niners are just it was a mediocre game and it ended in I a was, mediocre way I was so sleeping during that game yeah. <laughs> all right I I mean yeah I'm glad for the win and uh. Hey, it was like you said, a tough team, and I don't think just because the Bills lost, they they lose any mm-hmm. reputation. They're they're still a tough team, and they're still going to be one of the teams to beat this year. So, last upset, last game, and last upset of the week. I'll have you introduce this one. And this was, I mean, yeah, we we both somehow got this one right, but that was mainly for one factor. But the the Jacksonville Jaguars at um. Well, it's really a surprising factor. It was really a surprising factor. But yeah, I'll let you say the score. Who won? Um, So 38 Jaguars to uh, the 10 for the Chargers. And like you, I I don't think either of us expected the Jaguars, while we both said, oh yeah, they're going to win. We both got it right. We didn't expect them to walk away with a 28 point win. I'll, I'll go over why I expected, like what I expected of this game and sort of how. This game sort of turned out the way I would expect it if Justin Herbert didn't play, but he did, and I'm surprised by that. And that's why, like, when I was looking over the injuries for next week, like, I'm like, man, should I really be bringing up questionable because it's questionable, actually questionable? Like, 
I didn't think um, Herbert was going to play. He did. He didn't look bad, but like, and the other thing, like, yeah, the Jags put up 38 points and I sort of going into the season, I, I assumed I was pretty like, not like high, high in the Jaguars, but I thought they were going to be a pretty average team. I think I had them at nine and eight, which, you know, you can consider average because I just figured they'd go from being bottom of the barrel with Urban Meyer. And once you lose Urban Meyer, they were going to do better. And this is sort of the game where they proved like when you don't have Urban Meyer and you have a better like team cohesion and all like better locker room stuff, you come out with wins like this and, and you do well. So we'll just go Justin Herbert, you know, with this fractured rib cartilage, um, 20, 25 completions, 45 attempts, 297 yards, you know, one TD, one interception. So, you know, that's his rating 74, but that's not a bad game, especially coming off injury and whatnot. And even if he was, wasn't injured, I would still, Hey, this is a pretty good game for him. The definitely the issue is their team rushing 20, 26 yards total and Sony Michelle five carries for 22 nothing against Sony Michelle he's 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 been an amazing back especially for fantasy owners in in the past but like Austin Eckler is supposed to be the back and he just four carries for five yards and even you know he you know had some receiving he basically acted as a receiver this game eight receptions for 48 yards and with eight targets but yeah Lawrence didn't do too bad 28 completions 38 39 attempts 262 yards three touchdowns zero interceptions so that's not a management game that's him you know putting balls in the end zone james robertson 17 carries 100 yards one td travis Etienne, 13 carries 45 yards so good rushing attack good passing attack um yeah what do you what, what did you think about this game um so yeah i just I mean, I expected the Jaguars to win, like you said. Like we went over last week, and we're like, "Oh yeah, the Jags gonna win," but this is predicated on the fact that Herbert doesn't play. Yeah, so, so the fact that he I guess played, what I'm getting is, if man, you knew if you knew he was gonna play going into this week, you would have chosen the Chargers. Well, it probably just because, yeah. like, knowing that he's gonna play, you're like, okay, he's playing healthy. He didn't look healthy this game. He yeah. he looked like he's still hurt and. Like you said last week getting, and this he week, put up pretty good numbers for looking hurt he, though. He so, did, yeah. but like, what is uh, uh, you know fractured rib cartilage? How does that feel? How does that affect your movement? Like, how does that affect throwing? Like, fractured ribs and ribs cartilage. I don't. I'm mean, assuming it's similar, right? Yeah. Uh, like your throwing motion is you move your whole torso. And so, the question is, is if if this aggravated the injury to any degree. Is that going to affect the next couple weeks? Like, what it, what do they do to the future of this team? Because the Chargers aren't a bad team. Like, this won't be. I hope this won't be indicative of like their one and two start shouldn't be indicative of their season. They should have a pretty decent season. It's too it's too early to say, you know, who are gonna who's making it to the playoffs? Because once again, we saw Kansas City struggle against the Colts. Um, so. I, I think they'll be playoff, like, they'll contend at points. We'll see. And that I think that will depend on Justin Herbert and if they can get a rush game off the ground. Like, yeah, I uh, think the Jags, this was, this was a good win for them, and hopefully they continue. I Like I said, this post-Urban hopefully. Meyer, it's sort of a, sort of a like, wild card, and we'll see how that goes going forward. I think the Jags deserve it after the whole yep. Urban Meyer year. Yeah. Um, so, so Jags yeah. fans enjoy hopefully these next couple of games and this whole year will be enjoyable. 
But yeah, I think that that ends this week's coverage. You know, for those keeping track at home, this week I was I did terrible five and eleven predicting these games. I almost named this Ed this episode Edward your team's bad luck charm. Like it was that close. <laughs> I won't like I changed it like last second. I, I was definitely off my game this week. Yeah, you were, but you know, so was I. I was I was seven and nine. So yeah, I mean, it was an off week for my standards for sure. Um, yeah, and for the year I'm twenty one and. 27 josh is 27 and and 21 so we're just mirror opposites so far so listen to josh don't listen to me <laughs> yeah so for the second half of the show we're going to continue with the the week four's predictions but uh you know one prediction i can make before that is that edward will not be picking correctly again this week all right, week four will mark roughly one quarter of the way through the season. Having 16 games in a season made that math even for sure. But even with the 17-game season, we'll still consider this one quarter of the way through the season. Yeah, and it seems like it takes so long for football to get here. Like, we want it all year. And, you know, before you know it, after it gets going, it's gone. and It's over, and that's it. So let's just all enjoy it while it's here, and let's uh, get right into our predictions for this week there's going to be a few games this week that are going to be really exciting and uh to kick it off this uh thursday is miami and cincinnati i don't know if you want to do it me you or you know i'll call both of them i'll just say them um we both picked miami to win this one yeah so um i i think this is technically on paper is exciting like cincinnati's coming off a win like okay are they going to get back in the groove are they going to get back to you know super bowl contenders miami currently looks like super bowl contenders so this will be interesting i still i still feel like miami has the definitely has a hotter hand than cincinnati sure miami's rolling out their wall white uniforms like on Thursday night, like whatever, Miami Miami has been doing better than Cincinnati, and I think think that uh, is just going to keep on rolling. Yep, I don't I don't see Cincinnati saying no to Miami and ending their win streak yet. Yeah, it just even, ain't gonna happen. Even with these questionable players, I I still think Miami's got the win. Mm-hmm. All right, so that that pretty much covers Thursday night. We're not going to get too much into it, and uh, so the first game we're we're going to see on Sunday is. Uh, the Vikings at the Saints. And um, this is kind of where we're split, and this is what we live for. Um, mm-hmm. I have the Saints winning, and you, you, you pick uh, the Vikings. I swear every week you pick, pick the Saints. Like, I don't have to go back and look, but I feel like every week you're picking the Saints. And um, I, I think I did every week except just, against the Bucks. And I just feel like I just feel like every week I don't pick the Saints. <laughs> and I'm just going to keep on con- continuing that trend. Like, it's not like... Like I said, I feel like the Saints are just like an average team, but I and I kind of feel like Minnesota is like another maybe above average team. Uh, Minnesota, like I said, Dalvin Cook is it's technically day to day, but it's looking like it might be longer than that. Um, the Saints have their th- you know three wide receivers questionable: Mike Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Tracon Smith. Like if they don't play, like ooh, that might be a hurt. But like we saw Justin maybe. Herbert come back, so. Yeah. I mean, Olave did have, you know, nine receptions for 147 yards against uh, the Panthers this weekend. So maybe he's going to show out again. Against but the, Minnesota uh, does have a decent defense, so we'll we'll see there. But, yeah, so sure. once again, on our, on our scale, this is a 50-50 game. We'll see how it turns out. And maybe this is a blowout and, you know, one of us looks bad. <laughs> or maybe this is a close game and we both look, oh, hey, yeah. 
I don't think it'll be me just because they forgot who Justin Jefferson is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they're going to remember in this game. They better. Maybe. So, yeah, this next game, uh, it's still a 1 o'clock game. Cleveland versus the Cleveland Browns versus Atlanta Falcons. I do have Cleveland winning, and I will explain that. Uh, Josh has Atlanta winning. Um, even with like Miles Garrett, we don't know exactly what the injuries are yet. I've been, I even tried refreshing before we started recording. Still don't know the extent of it. Car accidents do mess you up a bit. Um, I've, and then Javanion Clowney, is he coming back? Um, I think this is another toss up and it could go either way. And I originally did have Atlanta winning, but uh, just Cleveland's run game, man. I just feel like that's the thing that's kind of keeping them ahead. But honestly, I mean, if Atlanta, if Atlanta wins, yeah, if Atlanta wins, I'll be like, whatever. I, I, I'm picking Cleveland just because I kind of want to get, I kind of want to get the, the, like, I want to be like more winning games and losing games in my prediction. <laughs> and that's, I'm hoping this is the one that helps me get into that category. If not, or, like well, this yeah. could be the one that makes you fall. Yeah, this is a 50, I feel like this is a 50-50 game. The, it is the a next, 50-50. The next week is, uh, I think before this last week against the Giants, this game would have been 50-50 to me, but Washington versus Dallas, I think Cooper Rush is just kind of showing that um, he's uh, handling handling it well. And then I was just kind of looking, uh, you know, Dallas's offensive line is showing that they're handling it well. They, he had zero sacks last week. Zero hurries, zero like he was just cool and collective in the pocket because he had a pocket. Um, so we both have Dallas beating Washington, and I just think that's also because uh, Washington just shows that they're struggling. Yeah, I think Wentz first two weeks was a, was a fluke. Yeah, you're gonna say, oh, two weeks is it can't be a fluke. Well, I don't know. After last, after this week, I think it is, and I think Dallas is just a better team. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, uh, the next 1 o'clock game will be Seattle versus Detroit. And uh, I know we both have Detroit picked here. And I'm, I'm now high on the horse on Detroit. I know I was kind of iffy. Going, I, I was down on them going into the preseason. I was iffy these first three weeks. But now, and especially against Seattle, since, like I said, I think I was sort of high on them beating the Broncos and I'm coming down off that high. I'm switching my high. I'm switching my high from <laughs> I'm I'm switching products, man. I'm going I'm going from Seattle to Detroit. Uh we'll we'll see if the high's better or not. Uh but DeAndre Swift is a uh, questionable, may miss a few weeks with a shoulder ankle injury. I think, you know, Williams is showing he's capable. We'll see how that's going. But For sure. I just I just think, you know, Detroit's gonna edge out Seattle in this one. Yeah, I just I don't think Seattle has enough to take on Detroit. Detroit is one of the high scoring teams this year, mm-hmm. or so far, so far. And we'll see if weeks. that continues. We'll see if that continues. Yeah. So uh, right on to it. Uh, a division rivalry game here: um, Tennessee and Indianapolis. And um, then in a rivalry within our uh, p- our predictions. Uh, yeah, again, I I have. You know, like I said earlier, oh, I'm not high on the Colts yet again, but I, I do pick them to win this game, and you, you pick Tennessee. Yeah, and this is another one where both these teams are sort of, like I said, they're both struggling in their own rights, and I just feel like 1-1-1 one, one, and one is a pretty good, pretty apt. Um, you don't know what sort of Indianapolis you're going to get, and I just feel like Derrick Henry's kind of shaking off the rust. 
And I think he they're going to be able to continue last week's game against Indiana. We'll see. Maybe Indiana will show up and, you know, kind of go crazy again this week. But we'll see. I, I think I have Tennessee just edging it out. And then, yeah, in the, in the next game coming up, another 1 o'clock game, we have Chicago versus the New York Giants. Uh, we both have the Giants um, winning this one, and I just think that's just because of Chicago's reliance on the run. Like, how far can that last? We do also have, I will note, Chicago, the Giants are kind of, this is another one where wide receiver position, man. They have Sterling Shepard out. They have Wandale Robinson, their 2022 second-round pick, questionable with a knee injury. Uh, Kadarius Toney, their um, 2021 uh, first-round pick, is questionable with a hamstring. So, like, those are pretty high picks. They should be high contributors. So you have three high contributors not showing up at the wide receiver position. That could help. Um, that could hurt David Jones, Daniel Jones, sorry. Um but I still think, you know, just the way Chicago's one one style offense is just not going to help them against the Giants. And I'm assuming oh, you think the same. I, I do, but I think this is going to be a game of because, like you said, Stone Shepherd's out, uh, Robinson, uh, Tony, they're all either questionable or out. Uh, Daniel Jones isn't great. And I just mm-hmm. think it's going to be. Who's going to be better? Is it going to be Herbert or is it going to be Barkley? And I think uh, Barkley is just the more explosive running back. And I and I we think... only have we only have one example of Herbert really. So like we'll see if we'll see if that can be repeated. But you know, yeah. so yeah. again, I'm not going to go with a, a team led by Justin Fields. I, I yeah. don't think there's this... going to be you're going to be hard pressed for me this year to pick yeah. Chicago mm-hmm. to win. Yeah, I think until he sort of, I think the only games that are really going to be close or winning are going to be the teams that are terrible against defending the run. That's just going to be it, and we'll see how well that takes them. But on to the next game, um, Jacksonville versus Philly. This is two teams that we're sort of been high on these last couple weeks, especially last week, but we both have Philly just because hot hand and how can you once again we're the three candidates we've been bringing up for, at least i've been bringing up for mvp josh allen jalen hurts lamar jackson i don't think i can bet against uh hurts right now until he shows me that i need to bet against him i don't think that's going to yeah. be jacksonville philly's edging this one out you know i i had a hard time picking this game because yeah i think philly has a hot hand and i think hurts is playing amazing and i think they have mm-hmm the better offense, and the better defense. Mm-hmm. But Jacksonville looks good, and I wasn't high on them going into the season. I was too much stuck on the last year, and I'm glad they're doing well. And it was really hard to pick Philly because I, I believe Jacksonville looks good, and I believe they're going to do well. But Philly is, they look too good. I can't can't count them out. Now this so, next game, you're getting revenge on my pick last week, aren't you? Uh, a, a little, about. a little bit, but I, I, we'll we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah, the the Jets versus the Steelers. I know it's what what's the field called now? It's no longer Heinz Field. Uh, it's what? still Heinz Field. We're not getting into well, that. Yeah, okay. It's Heinz well, Field. X Heinz Field. Um, the, the reason the field why, formerly known known as Heinz Field. Yeah. So I have the Jets. I picked the Jets, and he's clearly got the Steelers. But the the biggest reason 
I picked the Jets. It's like, they, okay, like they've had some off things, but they've looked, pretty, you know, not like, oh my God, they're amazing, but they, they look like they could be good. And yeah, I get uh, it. I get I just, it. With Fitzpatrick maybe missing this game That's because in, of concussion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I think the defense falls apart without Watt and Fink. Uh, uh, with I mean, those are their two big playmakers for game one, the game that they, they won. And so we lost one of those key factors in game one, and now we're losing the other one. And then also I'll say Witherspoon, that's pretty much their, you know, top cornerbacks. He's questionable with a handspring. I, uh, the listeners can, you know, dog on me for maybe, you know, being a Steelers bias. This is another, like, last week I was sort of, like, I've been basically trying to manifest wins. This is another, I'm trying to manifest a win. I'm willing to sacrifice um, <laughs> my overall prediction record. Um, no, this is one I'm not willing to sacrifice. I did it on the first one. Like, I just want this, I, I just want the Steelers to beat the Jets. I really do. And I, oh. I know, if, I know, like, if that's clouding my judgment, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I think you really want the Steelers to beat every team, but well, no, they'll be like we'll go. Okay, I promise, listeners, going forward against against the games that they will for sure like lose. Like I think they're playing Buffalo this year. If they don't step up their game and show that they can can contend it like against mid tier teams, trust me. When when those weeks come, we'll get to it. I still feel like this is too like lower ranking teams going against each other. And this is where the Steelers can kind of use that to sort of like get some confidence and win. And I'm hoping that's what happens. I mean, I don't want to say like, okay, look at the past, but the past has shown the Steelers do play down. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I, I'll pick the jets and you know, you're saying you, 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 there'll be weeks where you don't pit Pittsburgh. Um, I don't, with the way Miami's playing and they just beat Buffalo, yeah. I don't think I my original predictions, yeah. I predicted them to lose games. Like but the next with the how next they four, are, I don't see it. The next four weeks after this is at Buffalo versus the Buccaneers, at Dolphins, at Eagles, like Yeah, that's rough. Well this is this is what we were talking about last week where if you don't get a win, like if you if 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 they don't win this one, that's a four, five, six, that's a seven game losing streak going into the mid season. And then you're, you basically have to win out in order to have, you know, that's 10 and seven or yeah. So they like, they can lose those four games in a row or say win one out of those three, they need to win this game in order to be competitive towards the end of the year. So thanks for not picking them. <laughs> uh, maybe <laughs> hey, that will not... be like, no, you, you picked them the last two weeks. Maybe that's you're their bad luck charm. So yeah, st- stop picking the Steelers. They'll start yeah. winning. Even if they start winning, stop picking them. Don't pick them. That's the I reason why they'll Miami be winning. And they're still winning. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> you're a good luck charm for Miami. You're a bad luck charm for the Steelers. All right. That's fair. All right. Next game is probably going to be the exciting game of the week. Ooh, and, yeah. um, Buffalo and Baltimore. And how, how this one, both... like, I don't know how we're going to bet against Lamar, but we both pick Buffalo. Just because once again, like I was telling you, that's why I picked Buffalo versus Miami as an upset. Like Buffalo is the presumptive top dog. And I still think they put up a good fight against Miami and Miami put up a good fight well, against them. Yeah. The Baltimore is all like you can always look at Baltimore as like a good team, and you have Lamar Jackson. 
but Buffalo but has a good it's Lamar Buffalo, has, but Buffalo has a good defense. So yep. I think we're gonna stop we're Lamar. gonna see. We'll definitely see in this is going to be an exciting game. Like this is like if we're going to start calling game of the weeks, this is going to be my like this is going to be my like let's look out for this game of the week. I can't believe this is a um, one o'clock game. They definitely improved the Sunday night football game. It's definitely yeah. a toss up on whether they improve the Monday night football game, and maybe I'm like jumping around a bit. Yeah, I feel like this this bit, well yeah this this I'm the only reason I'm doing that is this should be a primetime game. This should be a primetime game. And going into the next game, you have the Chargers versus Houston. I guess, you know, we're both thinking the Chargers, even though Herbert was playing injured and he played well playing injured, we're just not high on Houston. So, yeah. Like I said, they have one one beacon of light, and that is Damian Pierce. And I just don't. I, I mean, the Chargers let the Jags tear them up. So... I think the only reason why I'm like, eh, is because, like, I know he sh- like Herbert showed he could play injured, but like, will that injury start affecting him more if now that he played one game injured? That's going to be the. I think that's still going to be the factor. But now that we know that they're going to play him, we have to sort of favor in the fact that okay, if he was good enough to play last game, he's. he's we have better. to assume he's going to be good enough to play this game, unless yep. he did sort of strain it or something. Um, so we're just like, it's going to be Chargers like. It's hard to bet against them with with, it, it you know, with Herbert at the realm, especially against Houston. If it was a tougher team, then sure, like maybe this pick would be different. Yeah. But on to the fir- yeah yeah on to the first four o'clock game. We have Arizona versus uh, the Panthers. We're split on this one. <laughs> and to be honest, I was sort of like thinking like this is another one where maybe I could like change my pick here, but. I don't know. I just I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick the Panthers going into this one. I, I don't I think know. It's like the I think Panthers. I think the I think the Cardinals look good on paper. But they put up numbers. They I mean, put they up just numbers. gotta get to the end zone. Yeah. So can Carolina stop them getting the to the end zone like the teams did last week? Can Panthers keep on improving and and you know maybe pro- improve off their first win and you know, get a second win, we're going to see. I'm guessing that they are. You're guessing that they're not going to. <laughs> yeah, I think Arizona's going to take this one. I mean, I don't have much to say. It's like like you said, this is kind of a toss-up. Um, I mean, but... they do have A.J. Green out, questionable with a bone bruise. You can talk about whether he's been a key factor in this game going, like this year going forward. But, you know, he historically was a really good wide receiver, and I feel like, even those old, really good wide receivers still, you know, should get targets. They should get looks. They should be able to do something. This is, it's, I think definitely if he doesn't play in the game, that's one, that's one weapon that Murray doesn't have. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't, I don't believe him Baker right now. That's fair. So. That's completely fair. Completely fair. So. Yeah, this one's a toss-up, man. I just I took the other side of the coin. So going after that, we got uh, the next 4 p.m. game is New England and Green Bay. Um, well, it's not. I don't think that like before this week happening, I would have like okay, maybe this is a little bit harder to pick. I go with Green Bay, and you go with the uh, Green Bay as well. I think this is purely based on Mac Jones. <clears throat> Yeah, I think if, would, I think if Mac Jones is playing, I think I'd still choose Green Bay, but it would be a harder pick. 
Um, it so would be yeah. another toss-up game, but like you can't expect the uh, New England with Brian Hoyer going into Green Bay mm-hmm. and uh, beating Aaron Rodgers with like they seem like Green Bay seems like okay, yeah, their game was pretty boring against the Bucks, but like that's pretty d- tough defense. I yeah. think you know New England's got a good defense, but I I just think yeah, the Green Bay's got this one. Yeah, so then it's a low-scoring game where New England scores less than the Packers. So, but yeah, yeah. so yeah. Please, not another low-scoring game. <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's let's just go on to the next one, and this one might be another one. You know, another Denver game, Denver versus the Raiders, and like the most, you know, the Denver games so far this year have been pretty. I have lost all faith in Denver. I know well, I sort of picked them to go 15 and two at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I just, but... they're going to, I feel like they are going to get their stuff together. I hope at some point during the year, I just, I think maybe I'm just like, all right, Las Vegas can't like, there can't be, I, they got to win a game at some point. And, and I think yeah. Dem- this Denver game, especially coming off some of the games, Denver's have been playing. I think Las Vegas, like Tennessee, they played they played a tougher team in Tennessee than Denver. Like Tennessee is better than Denver at this point. So if they can yeah. put up if they can put up the game they did against Denver, they're going to beat Denver. So that that's my thinking. Okay, so I mean, you have the Raiders winning, and I have the Broncos winning. I don't have faith in the Broncos, but I don't believe this is the week where the, the Raiders get their first win um, between. Their defense getting banged up a lot this past, you know, this week. Uh, like a lot of starters in the defense are just questionable and have like concussion protocol. Sometimes you don't get out of that, regardless, like until the week after. Um, mm-hmm. At least Denver's healthy. I mean, that's all you can say about Denver. Yep. they're healthy. They may but not even look when good, but, even when they're yeah. healthy, they can't they can't figure stuff out. They so won. really, really, won. you have you have the three outliers, the the one defeated team and the the two undefeated teams. You have them becoming more outliers by continue their losing and continue their winning. Yep. So, I mean, you, yeah. you 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 do too with the Miami winning. Well, yeah, but I have the 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 bottom end like moving and up, Philly like, winning. Yeah, well, but yeah, I, ha- yeah. I have I have Las Vegas. You know, a rising tide. You know, you know, rises all ships. So. Yeah, I, I, just, I messed I messed I that know. saying up, but whatever. Uh, yeah. This just, this next this next game is Sunday night football. Kansas City versus Tampa Bay. This should be better than last uh Sunday night game. But hey, Kansas City didn't put up a lot of you know scoring last week. Tampa Bay didn't put up a lot of scoring last week. I have Kansas City winning. You have Tampa Bay winning. Um yeah. I'm hoping this one's gonna be a shootout in the cl- a close game shootout, not the Sam the Sunday night football game we had last week. I I'm hoping for the same, and you know I'm hoping for like you know the 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 Super Bowl rematch that we we want from you know 2020. We we want this to be a, a big game. I know it was mainly like Tampa Bay defense on Mahomes that game, but like I want it to be a shootout. They, you got these both spectacular top quarterbacks and these these teams with these weapons. If mm-hmm. if Tampa Bay comes in healthier this week, a receiver, they got to they got to get that running game figured out. So yeah, yeah, I you know I mean, I, technically again, so does Kansas City. They oh, both yeah. have the same questions going into this game. 
So it'll yeah. this is like I said, this is a better game than it was last week. Just like whether it turns out to be a better game than last week, who knows? But the expectation is better for Mike sure. Evans isn't suspended this game. So he will have Mike Evans back yep. and possibly yep. Godwin and Julio Jones. So like he's got his all his top receivers back. He, you know, almost beat Green Bay with no top receivers. So True. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, and the last game of the week, Monday Night Football. I think last year this would have been a good game, but we're not talking last year. This year you have a Super Bowl rusty LA Rams versus just sort of like not really figuring stuff out, and obviously because of injuries at the quarterback, San Francisco 49ers. We both have the Rams winning this one, and that's just for sort of a gut feeling for me because, yeah, Jimmy G hasn't shown he can take the reins. Maybe he plays a division rival and that changes things. But on the flip side, maybe the Rams playing against a division rival sort of... um gets them going and i want to remember maybe this is a dumb choice by us because i want to remember i think last year because san francisco and the rams played in the playoffs and i think regular season games san francisco has had them like the last like two or three years like san francisco hasn't lost against the rams but I i'm think just outside, I'm not, of, the, outside yeah, of the playoffs yeah yeah i'm not i'm not feeling it like i'm not going to use that to sort of I realize some people would take that into consideration. I'm just not going to. I just, I just, it's a gut feeling. I think the Rams are going to beat the the 49ers. Yeah, I, I think, I, I, I exactly so. I, I just think the Rams. Yeah, Stafford hasn't been playing well, but he's been playing then, playing better than what we saw from Jimmy G. Um, he still has Cup. He still has. You know his rushing attack. Okay, with Acres and Henderson, it's a it's a good dual headed situation. But like he he has you know those outlets for Stafford to pass to. So I just I I don't think you know Debo can't do it all, and we saw yeah. it. He if he doesn't carry the team on his back, he's gonna lose, and he lost to Denver. So yeah. I, I I think the Rams are a better team. That kind of completely yeah. slipped my mind. Yeah, San Francisco yeah. lost to Denver, so that's sort of. <laughs> Sake shakes my um my confidence in them. Yeah, so yep, the Rams, hundred percent. Well, there that that pretty much wraps up another week of football. Hopefully week four has less punting and more touchdowns. This is Sideline Discourse. I'm Edward. And I'm Josh. See you next week. <laughs>